0: Hey everybody, this is Chris. And I'm Pete.
1: And today we're talking about influences. Yes, so let's get to it. The art tape. Alright Chris, so... Influences play a big part in our journey as artists. For sure. Um, I just, I guess, let's start off by like asking uh, who... Who, I guess, with photography, who has influenced you the most?
0: Yeah, I feel like talking about photography is a good first step because it's kind of like our middle ground, right? Indeed. Um, like my big photo influences right now, I would say, I'm going to name four. I don't know how, how in-depth I'll talk about them, but Henri Cartier-Bresson, for sure, Robert Frank, Lee Friedlander, and Rebecca Norris Webb are kind of yeah. my favorites and the people like I try to emulate or have taken a lot from their work for sure right um maybe i'll talk about oh go for it
1: have those um photographers dictated your uh your choice in taking up street photography or portraiture or landscape or anything in particular or is it just everything sort of happened organically
0: um i would say they definitely played a role in how i developed like throughout my photography when i first started i don't think i really i studied up on like the history of photography or anything like that um and if i had to compare like any of that stuff it would be kind of like eggleston stuff like color work that's kind Mm -hmm. of like aesthetic and pretty um sorry there's a siren going on um but I didn't get into like studying photography until I got into street photography. And uh, that kind of started with Cartier-Bresson and Robert Frank. Um, they're like, I, w- I don't want to say two ends of the spectrum, but HCB I'll call him for right now. Cause I'm probably butchering the French. Um, <laughs> he always has like really great moments and such precise compositions and he was religiously opposed to cropping and that showed up in his work he would never Brisson, crop on right yeah breast Okay. yeah um and so that was kind of his whole deal and he was one of the founding members of the magnum photographic agency which is super cool and he has tons of iconic photographs um robert frank is he's not really an opposite but instead of the clean like narratives he uh, is one of the most prolific photographers to portray um, life kind of as with all its ugliness, I would want to say, and in an honest way, and it was very controversial at the time, um, and it wasn't even, his project The Americans wasn't even considered fine art photography by a lot of people, and it was Mm -hmm. very controversial. Yeah, Um, it's
1: like the, color, black and white sort of thing, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, It like kind of flaunted in the face of the uh, established, you know, canon of photography. Um, And it's super influential to everybody to this
1: day, like both of those uh, artists work. Um, Right. So you're in the, I think in the first episode we talked about, you know, you got into photography, because you liked the way the cameras looked and, and felt and, yeah. and, and I guess what I'm trying to ask is did you notice um when when you first picked up the the started to take photos, did you notice uh the the natural tendency to want to lean towards the street style or like a more documentary style? And like did did you lean more towards Brisson? Uh, because he was also documenting or doing street style?
0: Um, I would say when I first started picking up a camera, it wasn't really street or documentary. It was kind of just, like I was kind of saying earlier, like Eggleston-esque stuff, or just like objects, you know? I don't want to like, um, the way I was doing it, it was just objects, like aesthetic images that were more focused on like pretty pictures than anything else. And when I kind of learned that photography has like, has such a storied history of documenting humanity um that's when i really got into street and documentary stuff and like the history behind photography and like retroactively the history of the world because before Mm -hmm. like when i was in school i studied engineering and i kind of just breezed through history classes just to like you know as requirements right um and like photography was a visual medium that conveyed history and that's kind of an entry point that felt good for me I would say Right. yeah but I've talked a lot about like my stuff so far would you want to talk about any of your photographic influences
1: um so my photographic influences I'm trying to think early on um I didn't realize it uh but I did you know as a, like as a as a musician, you would see these photos of iconic musicians uh that stuck with me mm-hmm. you know, and it almost influenced me in a way that like I want to get to the point where I can see photos of myself a- as the drummer that someone's taking a photo of, you know mm-hmm. um or I wanted to take that band. I wanted to be in that band photo that I saw of one of my favorite bands. You know, it was like inspiring me to, and influencing me to like take this path of being a professional musician and, you know, getting to have that, that lifestyle. Yeah. And so then on you the
0: say f- like kind of your first, like inspiration, uh, of photography was kind of like, as like pretending or like aspiring to be the subject.
1: Yeah, it's aspiring to be like, to live that music lifestyle, like to be like Mm -hmm. that recording artist or that touring or be in that band and stuff like that. Um, But come to find out on the flip side, like right now, like in my life after having, you know, gone through music and, and, you know, whatever endeavors that I had, I found that I want to be the photographer taking those photos. Yeah. I don't want to be on tour all the time. I don't want to play all these shows everywhere. (laughs) Like I'm fine with playing shows around town and with my friends and stuff like that, but it's just funny how life, you know, plays out because I couldn't imagine being constantly on tour, but I could imagine being a photographer, taking photos of the studio work or Mm -hmm. like the musicians in the studio or,
0: like a game photographer, here. yeah. Like yeah. I would
1: love to do that stuff. Yeah. Um. And so when I when I realized that about my life, I started looking up. Okay, who's taking these photos? You know, Anne Leibovitz has like a whole American Music thing where she's taking photos of you know System of a Down and tones and mm-hmm. bands that I grew up listening to, and like those are like the first types of like photographers that really got me to think like and I I really want to do portraiture mm-hmm. band photography or artist photography
0: that's cool you know? I especially like the uh the idea that it's kind of like like you have like a view for how your life is gonna go and then yeah. like it kind of you were kind of right but also like a little bit wrong you know but it still yeah. like ended up like in a way that was like kind of close it's like poetic like, in a way which I think is pretty yeah pretty.
1: I mean, it's like iconic photos like that Jeanette Beckman took, like seeing those photos and like looking back at it, like I can definitely see how that's influenced me in my portraiture career and how I wanted to, you know, give the artists that I knew uh, the opportunity or the chance to document their work or what they're going through and... Mm -hmm even if they wanted to use something just for their website, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, I'll just, like, finish off my list because I wrote four down. with like, Yeah. Um, just, like, little snippets. Um, I also have uh, Rebecca Norris Webb written down and Lee Friedlander. Um, Rebecca Norris Webb, um, she started off as a poet and kind of developed her photography career alongside uh, her husband, Alex Webb, who might be more well known in street photography circles mm. um they but they've both done like really great work and i think it's kind of a is it called a hot take if i have like a controversial opinion
1: maybe
0: <laughs> i think i think it's a hot take that i like uh-huh. rebecca norris webb's work more than alex webb's so all the how, like, how is that controversial i there's a lot of alex webb stands out there yeah he's like pure pure He's not pure photography, but like, I don't know. I think, I think it's controversial. If I asked like 10 people, I feel like eight of them would prefer Alex Webb to Rebecca Norris Webb. Do you have an opinion mm. on that? Are you familiar I don't. with either? I'm not work?
1: familiar with either. I mean, I might okay. be, but I, I don't know for sure.
0: Okay. I'll send you some stuff. That might yeah, be check my, it out. my art wreck at the end of the
1: episode. <laughs> oh, so, perfect.
0: Yeah. If you've been following along with our episodes, Every, every episode, we recommend each other something to check out. Yeah. Um, and then we, when we reconvene on the next episode, we, uh, we kind of hash it out, say what we like, what we dislike, what we understood, and what we didn't understand. And I don't know. You can also join in. We have an email address, uh, thearttake at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to check out our art recs and have anything to say about them, we gladly welcome any ideas, any emails, any DMs.
1: So yeah, let us okay. let us know what to check out. Yeah, we want Always your takes help us. also. You know, um, uh Brisson, I ended up looking up uh to see if uh Brisson did stuff other than, you know, the decisive moment, I think is what he's like most famous for. Yeah. Um, and his like documentary style uh photography. And uh he does have a full book on portraiture. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. And did, wait, did
0: I lend it to you or you lent me the drawings book, right?
1: I lent you the drawings book. Okay.
0: I actually, but have, I
1: actually, I think I saw that you purchased it and I was like, Oh, I gotta go get it.
0: Yeah. Wait, do you have it too? Yeah, I bought it. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's called "tete." I don't know how to say it in French. "Tete a tete." I
1: don't is know. Mine right? just says portraitures. <laughs> oh, wait, let me grab mine really
0: quick. It's like literally an arm's reach. All right. I got it. This is what it looks like
1: oh uh, no? no let me go grab mine it's within an arm reach. Too. Okay. Oh <laughs> wow what? i bought this at a used bookstore at battery books in pasadena oh um he is the guy who owns that bookstore is really into supporting the local music scene mm-hmm. um so nice. a lot of my uh photos of live music um are taken at his bookstore,
0: so we just talked about um Rebecca Norris Webb and how I think she's better than Alex Webb, which is probably sacrilege. I just <laughs> wanted to talk about one thing about Lee Friedlander is like just like the sheer amount of pictures he took and books he made. I think he made like seventy books so far, and they all like are like not books that I would make they're all kind of like a subject and only this one thing. And he kind of like uses that subject to play around with Mm -hmm. how he can push that boundary. So the the one book that I have is the American Monument. And Mm -hmm. each of the pictures in that is an American Monument. Um, And there's a lot, it's like a huge book, Um, but there's so many good pictures in it. And it really like speaks to how you can take like one subject and like really push the creative boundaries of it.
1: Right. Yeah. Does it? uh, Do you find that, like, that sort of, uh, I guess, inspires you to to want to take multiple angles or multiple, like, come back and photograph, you know, the same things over and over again?
0: It's more that when I see like a type of picture that I've taken already that I like, the like thought process behind, Mm -hmm. I'll commit. Like, whenever I see that type of picture, I'll I'll usually take that opportunity. So there's, like, pictures of, like, even my friends point out, like, I like putting my shadow holding things or, Mm -hmm. like, my shadow in juxtaposition with something on the ground, and that's something that I definitely picked up from Lee Friedlander. Oh, yeah. That's Um, cool. Yeah, and just, like, the the lack of shame of, like, keeping, like, I also like flowers a lot, so I take a lot of different pictures of flowers and -hmm. just, like kind of like letting go, because my tendency is always to like never tread over like stuff that I've already done before. Right. Um, but like the challenge of doing that and making it interesting is something that I, I learned in part from Friedlander for sure. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, when it comes to influence in photography for me uh it's kind of sp- sporadic you know and i find that it it goes um it it leans more towards i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is my original influences were there because i wanted to learn or maybe connect with the old uh photos that i had seen before I even knew what photography was, you know, I just knew that I liked photos or maybe I just liked Louis Armstrong and I liked seeing a photo of him or, you know, or like I said earlier, like I liked looking at photos of, you know, mm-hmm. the Deftones on tour and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which by the way, it's just Deftones. It's not the Tones. <laughs> I'll try to remember that, <laughs>
0: yeah. but I'm sure like you will have educated at least one person out there.
1: Yeah, um, that's like a Sacramento thing that I have to say that. Okay. So if I find myself saying the Deftones, I have to, I have to rewind a sec and be like, yeah. oh, hold up, it's deaf tones. So anyway. now that
0: you've given me that context, now I will forever remember that. So <laughs> if you ever want me to remember something, all you have to do is like give me like a wacky backstory or something, yeah. <laughs> and then like it's boom, now it's like a Sacramento thing, and it's like a thing I can, I can bring up later in
1: conversation. There you go i find i i like now that i know uh more about photography and like look at it uh, from the perspective of a photographer um i start to see what stories are important um Mm -hmm. and i start to realize like i guess the content that i want to take in Mm -hmm. um are usually things that I find to be of importance to the current times, you know, so a lot of my, uh, when, okay. So I think I, in the last episode, I talked about my first, um, and only class with photography was a black and white photography class. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, uh, I think that was a couple years ago or maybe it was, yeah, it was a couple years ago. And immediately I was like, okay, I'm going to start looking up uh, things that I like uh, subjects that I like. Right. And Mm -hmm. like hip hop or bands or music and stuff. Um, And then I came across Jamel Shabazz uh, and seeing his portraiture work and the way in which he documented his community or, you know, that culture in the eighties and nineties and like the eighties and nineties. And that is like so inspiring to me. And that's just sort of like, this is the kind of stuff that needs to be seen in the world right now. This is the kind of stories that need to be told. And so that immediately just kind of influenced me to sort of figure out what kind of story I want to tell with my photography. Mm -hmm. Um, it may not it's not the same story obviously you know yeah uh but that's not the point yeah Yeah. that's not that's not the point the point is like i'm starting to because of the Jamal shabazz work and the gordon parks work that i saw like i'm starting to think about what i want to show how i want to show it who i want to show it to Mm -hmm. and what kind of story i want to tell when i show it to that person, you know?
0: Yeah, and how it like fits kind of into the context of your own life kind of. Exactly, you yeah. know, because what you're describing to me is kind of like not necessarily the subject matter or the pictures that they took were necessarily what you want to do, but you want to like carry that into your own work, like sort of the intent and like the uh the ability to document like the things that they found important. That's something you want exactly. to implement. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Cool. Huge. Yeah. I would say the biggest influence, uh, I guess Jamel Chavaz uh, enabled that click in my mind, you know? Yeah. Like I knew I wanted to photograph artists. I knew I wanted to help them with their journey in with their website or like I was saying mm-hmm. earlier with their studio work or just showing like their process.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Or even just
0: their visual representation. Yeah, exactly.
1: But when I saw like Jamal Shapaz's work, that clicked like, okay, this is what I want to do with my photography. Yeah. Like I want it to represent something. I want it to tell a story. And at the same time I don't know if I want to show everybody, you know. I don't know if I need to show everybody my photos or
0: is that something all that that, sort of stuff. Jamel Shabazz did like did he not publish photos or was he like discovered later in life or
1: no he he published you know he has books he has a couple books um he has one um I can go get it for you and show you but I think what I'm trying to say is I see it as as a spot on representation of his community Mm -hmm. and he told a story so he tells the, those stories very brilliantly with his photos, and so I use that as a way to 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 analyze how I show people my work. You know, like I if see. I re- like I just I just I just created a whole you know zine that nobody will see except for the people that are in that community, yeah. like in the in the photos, even you know, mm-hmm. because i want it to represent that little part of my life and i want people to look at it and be like oh yeah this is how i remember it yeah you know yeah i guess that's it's kind of it's it's not a like it's not a direct influence but Mm -hmm. influence you you know yeah
0: yeah it got you like on the path to thinking about your photography in a certain way exactly yeah Yeah. because that that part of it like definitely stood out to me when you said like i only want certain people to see like i don't have to share it you know yeah and i was wondering if that was like it was if it was like a vivian meyer situation oh 100 i'm not familiar yeah yeah that's cool
1: yeah that was like the second biggest influence on my photos you know like you know i i discovered Jamal Shabazz because i'm a huge fan of like 80s hip-hop 90s -hmm. hip-hop and and that whole scene Mm -hmm. and also like his tones and the way he used like, like the film stock he used, like I've tried to research like, mm-hmm. but his tones are just like amazing. You know, I can look at those photos for the rest of my life yeah, and love it, you know, and Very cool. well, now I have to look at it. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but you know, the next big influence on my photograph photographic career was definitely Vivian Mayer. Um, not so much for the, the the street photography or, you know, cause she's brilliant, you know, especially six by six, you know? Yeah. Um, She had a, like a, I think two or three or whatever, but the six by six stuff is brilliant. But what stuck with me the most is how low key she was. Not just that, but just how much I reflected on why I'm taking photos you know, am I taking photos to show people? Yeah. You know, and established, you know, five minutes ago, it's like, yeah, I'm taking photos to show certain. certain people, right? Where she just took photos just because she loved taking photos, you know?
0: Yeah. It was like a way of life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And for those of you who might not know who Vivian Mayer is, she's kind of like a legend almost, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like she's like- kind of like a lore behind her, you know?
0: She's like the quintessential undiscovered artist.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: where um, like this random dude found or bid on mm. a trunk full of her negatives in a estate sale type auction or like a storage container type auction. Mm-hmm. And he f- he didn't know what was in the crate or the, the chest. He opened it up and it's a bunch of negatives and he ends up scanning some and he sees that it's like really great photography. Yeah, brilliant, from- yeah like the 70s is that when she was I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm 80s? pretty sure yeah yeah, yeah. like and, like
1: late 60s 70s 80s. Yeah. yeah
0: there was a documentary on Netflix called finding Vivian Meyer and it's elsewhere now um, but yeah. it's it's a really good to check out because it kind of like speaks to like nowadays like everybody has a platform where they can share their art but mm-hmm. that wasn't the case throughout most of history and like you kind of had to like follow the whims of either the fine art world or your local community in order to get like some sort of platform or audience. But now everybody can hop on Instagram and like have some sort of audience, like almost like instantly. Um, Yeah. So it's like a really inspiring story of just somebody making stuff because they wanted to and being really fucking good at it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, Easily, those two are my like biggest influences, photographic. Like when I started figuring out that I wanted to be a photographer, yeah. You know, Jamal Shavazz's work is extremely important for everybody to to look at and mm-hmm. view and take in and respect. Um, but I I almost want to believe like some of his photos were meant for uh, his community only. You know, like I yeah. I I don't know for sure. But like, I take it as like, he took these photos to show his community that they're represented, you yeah. know, that they're, they mean something, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's sort of the influence that I take from, from those photos.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I like how when I was talking about influences I was all talking about like the pictures you know and like <laughs> like the forms of them and like the yeah. the elements of them and you're like talking on like a whole nother level <laughs> about like like I don't even know if this is what the guy wanted but it's what <laughs> I t- you know I Yeah, don't know. I think these are these are really yeah. cool opposing takes which yeah
1: everybody has their own take and I guess that's yeah. the point of this podcast right like exactly yeah everybody has their own opinions and takes on on everything right yeah. like and we yeah
0: and it's oftentimes it should be more than i like this thing or i dislike this thing right you know or it makes me feel good or it makes me feel bad like there's a lot of nuance and right. opinions and takes we like to call them um and i think like part of the reason we started this podcast and we continue to do it is because we we like to normalize like this sort of like kind of deep discussion into topics like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be art if you're passionate about history like history is more than this happened at this date and this right. happened at this date and then this happened at this date yeah. and like if you're into like i don't know i'm blanking on a subject <laughs> but like things have more depth than right people like to give them credit for right and, and you
1: know in both both ways like your take on influence is is just as legitimate exactly as my take on influence you know and and it's also because i don't know i want i have a hard time looking at something and and maybe analyzing it in the way that one might you know like Mm -hmm. I, i can't go to like the getty museum and and look at a painting and analyze it in a way that most people would Rather, I go to the Getty and I would be much more interested in what that painter was doing at that time or what that person's life was like at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: You like look at the dates and you like take it seriously.
1: Yeah. I think what I was trying to say is like, I'm more interested in the reason, like I'm more influenced in, uh, by the reason why somebody took these photos, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than, I don't know. I almost want to rely on it. Yeah. I almost want to rely like on, like myself. I want to rely more on, on, uh, I guess we're going to talk about this later, but like the influence from my family or my friends or, or the reason why I'm taking the photo, like that will dictate or benefit me more than any type of technical, uh, study I've ever done in my life.
0: Yeah, for sure. And coming from a visual arts background. I find it like very useful to kind of like pick apart, like the visual aspects and elements of like mm-hmm. A piece or like a composition or a photograph or like something that I can like, right. like a drawing something that I, I know, like I can see the gears inside and how they turn mm-hmm. And that definitely helps me when I'm creating stuff because right. I can just I can rely on it like in the back of my brain to just kind of facilitate what i do you know
1: yeah and with your with your photos like it's it's so effective you know because like they tell stories you know like your photos yeah yeah. tell a a lot of story and it's almost fun to like like we've done uh photo critiques together like we just did one earlier yeah just today (laughs) And it's kind of, it's kind of nice to like, see somebody throw up a photo and not have the backstory, you know, and kind of like think of it in our, in our own way, I guess. I don't know. For sure.
0: And just like critiques are like, kind of like an offshoot of what we're doing here where instead of like, we're analyzing a specific thing, we're kind of just like talking about like our thoughts on certain things, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like a similar kind of discourse. Where it's not just like yes, I like this picture. No, I don't like this picture. It's like maybe I don't. I like this, but I also don't like that. And like, and there's a lot of different opinions in critiques, or at least in good ones, where like there's no right answer. Like you were saying earlier, like every approach is valid as long as like it's not just some reactionary thing or like to get a rise.
1: Yeah, yeah. like I yeah i just i'm the i'm the type of person that maybe i just don't know how to i guess i i just said this but i just i just don't know how to analyze something yeah. uh with photography yet um mm-hmm. in a technical way yeah. you know i mean i and, i know technique like it's like all rule of thirds and yeah uh, and the spirally thing <laughs> what do <they> call that <laughs> golden circle yeah no. yeah yeah golden but, ratio there we go yeah. is it golden ratio
0: Fibonacci sequence the
1: golden compass they're the same thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's something it's not important.
1: (laughs) I just like I don't know. I'm more fascinated in in uh, finding out the backstories
0: Yeah, which is like and I don't think people should feel obligated to kind of like Temper down like their instincts in order to like fit into a certain scenario because I think like with open critiques like everything is valid and like feelings are valid Opinions are valid. Like, just because you don't have, like, sort of the tools to, like, pick something apart doesn't mean you don't have, like, feelings about it and, like, they don't remind you of something else, you know? Yeah. And just because, like, if you, like, keep yourself from saying stuff like that, it could, like, in turn, like, block a whole, like, new discussion, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you could bring something random up that you genuinely feel. And mm. somebody could, like, attach to that and kind of, like, bring it, bring it like, to, like, some sort of conclusion that's mm-hmm. helpful for, like, the artist who presented the work and helpful for the people who are discussing it, so.
1: Yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah.
0: So we want to hear your takes. Yeah. On anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, right. So I, I think we've, to... yeah, we've Go done
0: ahead. a lot of, like, artistic influences, right? Mm-hmm. And I know there's like stuff that you definitely wanted to hit on.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to talk about influences we get from our friends and family and to an extent uh, teachers and coworkers and um, colleagues and, you know, yeah, basically
0: like non-artistic influences, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sort of you know personal yeah personal influences and how they sort of dictate uh how we share our work who Mm -hmm. we share too like i was touching up on earlier you know yeah um even down to like uh i know uh you chose to shoot panoramic for thanksgiving last year i think right
0: oh it was christmas
1: christmas right yeah yeah and it's like what what influenced you to do that i guess you know
0: like honestly it was Mm. because uh my friend adam who runs beers and cameras and a business called film objective that runs out Mm -hmm. digital cameras he had a spare one that i could borrow right which is unheard of to (laughs) to borrow an x-pan
1: yeah exactly
0: um, and so, like, the opportunity came, which I'm really glad you, like, talked about this because this wouldn't have come up in my own brain for, like, uh-huh. a personal influence, but it was just, like, a camera. If anybody doesn't know, the X-Pan is a panoramic camera. It's mm-hmm. a rangefinder style. It's a film camera. And it basically takes really long photos. I don't know. Like yeah, kind of photos. very
1: similar to, like, um, like you would see in, like, a widescreen uh, DVD from you know early 2000s you know yeah exactly so it changed from the 4-3 aspect to the sixteen nine 9 ratio yeah. you know
0: it's close to that for sure yeah I'm yeah. not sure exactly but they're basically just like if you did a panoramic on your phone it just takes mm-hmm. that in one go right yeah so um, I borrowed it over Christmas because Christmas is always a hot spot for my photography because I hang out with my family in Las Vegas mm-hmm. most of the time like barring any kind of natural disaster or pandemic. <laughs> yeah, pandemic. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, so, um, it was a panoramic camera and I, I shot maybe seven or eight rolls through it. Um, and like, like Pete was saying, it was kind of just like the influence of my personal life at the time, like who I was like communicating with and organizing events with on a daily basis to kind of like open the door to uh to use a different kind of tool or camera so that was really cool
1: yeah yeah um do you find that when you take photos of your friends and family they're different than just like your regular street photography like day in day out kind of photography
0: um, I would say now, yes, because my day in and day out photography is <laughs> all me just by myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but ordinarily, I, I feel like no, because mm. like the way I see my own photography is very like journalistic and kind of uh, autobiographical, like even if it's just like a piece of tissue on the street, it's like a piece of tissue that I, I saw while I was walking from this place to this place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I don't see it very differently it's just kind of like I was there I this is what I saw you know Right yeah um but like the subject matter is obviously different like if somebody mm-hmm. was like saw those two pictures like a tissue on the street and a picture of my family they'd be like these are worlds apart and I wouldn't disagree <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah. yeah um but I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that but to me personally it's not but I'm right. like in the middle of it I'm like behind the camera you know right
1: so So the approach is the same and yeah yeah
0: it is it is like largely the same and I like to allow a lot of uh space um Mm -hmm. and like I was saying before like kind of like place a space to like push the boundaries and kind of like have a free form thing where I don't pre-visualize um what I'm gonna take (laughs) I said it okay I think I feel like you have like what kind of um personal connections or relationships like influence you the most or what's what's kind of like the first one you remember um and it doesn't have to be about photography it could be like drumming too or like music or any of the other like being in food
1: um i think the biggest um influence um i had was when I met my two best friends in high school. Um, I think that's when I sort of realized that it was okay to listen to many different genres of music. Okay. You know, like, and it also, like, they had such a huge influence on my musical career, my, like, my interest in music. Like, once I met them, I was like, i don't want to just listen to the same things anymore like i i am actively seeking different um genres or even different types of art too you know Mm -hmm. so basically i'm trying to say it's all their fault
0: (laughs) that you're like this
1: yes and i'm like this (laughs) thanks (laughs) but i think it's important to like wait
0: wait wait do they listen to the podcast yeah they do they were the first two of my friends yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. They, they hate it, but you know, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, no, I think it's like, you know, it's very easy to get stuck and like, oh, I just listen, I like this and I, and this is the only thing I'm going to do now. But like, yeah. you know, like those, the, like the friends that you have sort of help you open and broaden your horizons and stuff like yeah. that. Right.
0: And keep like an open mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can but did like, something to you right now. Go- go ahead so like I feel like you have like this really open mind with music where you're like open to everything Mm -hmm. and for me like I think you might like like me a little bit less when I explain this. but (laughs) I've been thinking about this a lot um like I've heard this thing where like you use pictures or like art to decorate space right Mm -hmm. and like you use music to decorate time have you ever heard that
1: uh I haven't that I haven't yeah. heard that. I very it's much resonate
0: with that. Where like when I'm into like a certain like genre or like subgenre or something like that, like that's like I hate using this term right now, but I'm gonna use it. It's like my aesthetic.
1: And uh-huh. I use like
0: finger quotes with that right now. And while I'm like into that right now, I like don't want to like decorate my time with like anything else. You know, it's uh-huh. like really hard for me to like pick up on something that somebody's like recommending to me if I'm not like in that like headspace or like if I'm not actively decorating my time with that stuff. So yeah, it's just like a thing that like when you started recommending jazz to me, I was like, Uh, I really want to like uh jump into this, but I like, it's not where I'm, where I'm at, you know, as if like, I'm only at one point, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah you know it's interesting and that's very very legitimate you know like that makes total sense to me yeah um i think the reason
0: how you how you process it right
1: well i think that's sort of how i was before i met these friends you know um especially with music uh i mean i always you know my parents always listen to different genres and stuff like that but when it comes down to it like My parents were very much the R&B, hip hop, you know, there was mostly like that sort of vibe going on. And obviously like, you know, mariachi music and bachata and whatever, you know, (laughs) that was a huge (laughs) influence too in my life. But um, when I met my two best friends, it was like...
0: Would you like to name them on the podcast since they listen?
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, they know who they are, you know. I shout, don't name well, shout them out for me. Oh, uh, okay. The name, <laughs> the names are Keith and Nahum. Keith and Nate Wait, Nahum? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, they're friends <laughs> of mine now.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So this is this is what I'm trying to get at right now is, um, I had that same mindset as you had, I think, when I was when I was uh before I met them, mm-hmm. but to see them excited about. Um, this type of music or excited about this type of music. And then maybe uh, this person was excited about this type of music, like seeing their excitement and also seeing that we had a lot in common got me to open up and want to be interested in, in jazz or want to be interested in um, orchestral or Neo, you know, whatever, you know, like just seeing their interest and how excited they got, was it more than enough for me to be like, I want to listen to that too, Yeah, you know? Like and the I desire think that's,
0: to like do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's very crucial. And that's like, you know, that's, that's like a essentially what I think influence is, you know, like, maybe you don't have a, the headspace to listen to jazz right now because I, I don't know, this is just a hunch, but maybe nobody, else in your life listens to jazz
0: yeah you're right yeah yeah I, can't think I of don't know person.
1: but see that's the thing like I I can totally relate to that too you yeah. know like I have moments where I don't want to listen to jazz like I recommended Thelonious Monk to you for a very specific reason but mm-hmm. when was the last time you heard me listen to Thelonious Monk I don't not know gonna ha- not gonna happen like <laughs> I, I don't even I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you actively better. listen but there's a specific, you know, at yeah. that episode there was like a specific reason why I, yeah. you know, mentioned I'm him. Not. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like I, I, yeah, I think it. I think uh, that sort of seg like that could sort of segue into uh, this YouTube series that we're gonna try to do, is helping each other, uh, s- see things from other like perspectives or like yeah, we're, Chris is well, gonna we're... help me, you know. Yeah, like we're gonna try to like that. try
0: to teach each other, like the skills that we each separately have acquired. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah, and kind of like, we both are um, passionate about teaching in one shape, shape or form, um, and we're gonna try to use a visual medium to uh, sort of facilitate that learning. So
1: yeah, yeah, because it's it's exciting to see other people excited about something like that's when i like that's when i like start to gain interest you know i guess and that's directly related to influence i think
0: for sure my first idea for you for like what i'm going to teach you is probably going to be like to draw a tree well i'll let you pick actually oh no because we have the broccoli
1: thing (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like the trees yeah. are broccoli. Yeah, all my trees are broccoli, man. Yeah, I think that was that was either episode zero or episode one. Okay.
0: Well, if you remember it, it was episode one. If you've listened to everything this far, in which case you are a day oneer, and we appreciate Yay.
1: you. the day one uh, edition. Day one edition.
0: <laughs> um, what's what's your first thing for me? What are you gonna school me on?
1: I i think i'm going to i mean i guess i have to right now like i have to like
0: you don't have to do anything
1: this is true (laughs) but all signs are leading towards me showing you why jazz sucks i mean uh it's it's cool okay (laughs) same thing really um yeah i'm down for sure um um and that'll be a fascinating episode i think
0: i think so too yeah and i'm i'm determined to um be genuine and honest with you about stuff yeah the nice thing about wrong.
1: it is the, the nice thing about it is like i don't expect anybody to like anything you know yeah um i am like i want people to like just go into it like with open openness like i'm not even sure a lot of the times I'm not even sure I like jazz, you know, and that's like yeah. honest, like honest to God truth. you know, yeah. Well, it's like
0: um, a whole genre of things, right? Right. Like yeah. I don't like all street photography. Correct. You know? Correct. Yeah. But I, um, I get, I think I understand your intent with that statement.
1: Yeah. Um, I do have my, I do have my, my favorites of jazz and they usually lean more towards the early, early jazz styles. Jazz but there's some bangers, you know, in the sixties, you had some, yeah. some you good Disney need- <laughs> stuff.
0: I think you need to talk about musical influences at least for a little bit. Oh, oh, like on this, like right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about friends and family like right now, like that's a subheading. Uh-huh. But, like if you're done or if you, you don't have much more to say, I don't know. Like, I think, I think
1: one quick thing I wanted to touch up on is um, how family has influenced like photography um is like i tend to notice that i want to take photos or i'm like grabbing as many rolls as possible um w- like when i'm going to go on a vacation with my wife or when thanksgiving is coming or when uh you know s- like certain events are happening like some people like go through roles on a daily basis and like they're really into doing that uh but that's just not me like i can go days without taking a photo yeah so like f- my family definitely is like a huge influence on, on like
0: your choice of subject matter kind of yeah yeah exactly um, i would say like kind of a similar thing to for me just like quickly hitting on like the x-pan christmas situation like i knew like for sure that I would be with my family and that I would take a lot of pictures mm-hmm. and like having the, the opportunity to borrow an X Pan was was like a no brainer just yeah. because like I knew.
1: Yeah. I um a quick little I guess example is I too had the uh luxury of borrowing that same exact X Pan. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> a week the, later, right after me, yeah. <laughs> right after you. Um but I didn't have any holiday to photograph. You know, so like my two roles mm-hmm. are like so I like I took one I took one took photos of birds, you know, and then I took well, I a photo of I love
0: birds. So yeah,
1: and they're they're, you know, peacocks and that's my favorite bird and I loved it and I had so much fun. Um, and then I, I took my other role was, I took photos of my wife's performance. Um, and I was super stoked on taking photos of that, but if I had a holiday or if I had something t- to like document and that like meant a lot to me, I probably would have like blown through roles, yeah, you know, but because sure. it was like that timing thingy, I was only able to go through two. And actually one of them was, uh, dumped in the garbage, but that's a another oh, story
0: <laughs> like the p oh yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. remember that story we don't have to call that we don't yeah. call anybody out on, on that one but yeah
1: <laughs> but really, uh,
0: i'm really trying not to yeah i know okay <laughs> i won't i won't
1: uh but yeah so that's like i guess that's what i'm trying to say with like family and friends influence you know like if yeah. i know i'm gonna be with my friends i'll blow through roles easily no problem um but on a daily basis like i just have no influence inspiration you know like to want to do that i don't know
0: yeah interesting because like the day-to-day is like i don't know like it's i feel like it's just as interesting to me even if i don't take a lot of pictures Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but yeah i don't know i don't really want to go into it that's maybe for another time (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um musical influences
1: yeah but we also have to touch up on your uh drawing and and uh poetry influences too
0: i i like don't have a lot to say like (laughs) surprisingly i don't know yeah but i will try i'll try i'll like brainstorm while you're uh while you're gone. what do you got what's your if you have a top three i know i'm putting you on the spot by like naming a number but like like let's just say like top musical influence or top drumming influence maybe i don't know what do you want to talk about
1: um you know it's interesting with music because i'm gonna have to go back to like my my friends being the biggest influence with music you know because i i know that my one of my friends wanted to start playing this genre or that genre and so I did my homework to learn how to play that genre, you know? Um, so like, but like I have, who like, who is the,
0: who is the homework that you, I guess it just depended on what you wanted to learn, huh?
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, it's hmm. like, it's not so much like, uh, Oh, this person had a huge influence on my life. Rather it's, I enjoy listening to this drummer or this musician. But I wouldn't have listened to that drummer or that musician if it weren't for my friends making you know that suggestion. Interesting. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we have like on every topic so far, we have like pretty different takes. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. actually, for like this one, like you're talking about your musical influences, like mostly being your friends who like put you on to like stuff, right? Yeah. I would say like the initial spark and I I'm pretty sure I talked about this before on the podcast was like the initial spark in my artistic like career happened very young when I was like just being babysat by like my older like second cousins, I guess, if that's like the technical term
1: for your cousins. Older, older, second, hold on, older, second. Okay, I got it. I got it.
0: Yeah. Like in, in Filipino families, like, whoever's like like a generation above you is an aunt or an, uh, a, or an uncle and like yeah. everybody, your same generation is either your sister or brother or a cousin. Like that's uh-huh. how I see it. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just like my older cousins. Um, uh, but like that was like the initial spark for like all of my visual art stuff was just like the environment of like being able to like draw and like learn to do that from a very early age. Um, and that's, I think it's like very similar to kind of like music stuff, like just like be open-minded and not have, well, mine might be a little bit different because I was like a kid and it was like just an open space for me to like have fun and like make something on paper with a pencil or a pen. And it kind of just like grew from there, like very organically. So, right. Yeah. That's like my main drawing influence. I wouldn't say that I like have a lot of visual art that I try to emulate, you know? Like I don't have any, a lot of like drawing heroes, you know? Right. I'd rather just do my own thing. And like, it probably looks similar to a lot of people, but I'm not really concerned with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's good. And yeah, I like the poetry that.
0: thing, I'm like a total new bat and I, I barely know. Um, anything about poetry, and I just kind of like write what I feel and make it sound nice. To my was own. there
1: like was there like a poet or a poem that sort of led you to want to, you know, put pencil paper or pen and paper.
0: Well, like as I mentioned, like kind of at the top, like Rebecca Norris Webb like started in poetry, and mm-hmm. like kind of hearing, I I listened to um, a podcast called the small a small voice, mm-hmm. um, hosted by Ben Smith and he did an interview with both Alex Webb and Rebecca Norris Webb and they were both talking about like the poetic image or like the connection between like poetry and photography and how similar they are in terms of like kind of like showing things or like explaining Mm -hmm. things but also like not um, like how yeah and just have similar of I'm having trouble describing it, but just laughs how similar they are of Mm -hmm. mediums, you know, and maybe this is something we can get into later, but I, I really feel that they're kind of like kindred in the amount of truth and the amount of like fiction that they introduce to Mm. their works because like pictures, like they tell a story, but they don't, they never tell the full story, you know, right. And when you tell a poem, that's kind of like or when you write a poem or like speak a poem, a narr- I don't know. Um, it's, Act out a poem? Yeah, sure. Whatever, however you <laughs> want to do your poem. Yeah. Um, it's like this version of reality that's like mostly fictionalized. Or I don't know. I don't know if I, I also don't have the language to like pick apart photography, but I know English. So I, just, <laughs> I don't. I have enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I don't know i see them as as sort of like kindred art forms
1: Yeah, you know, my wife's father uh, was a poet oh really i yeah. i really
0: dig that poetry could be a career like yeah in the
1: before times
0: yeah was he like a professional poet or like he did poetry on the side while he did something else
1: well he was also a teacher that okay. was like his main gig and he was a phenomenal uh builder Like he built, he built his own houses and stuff.
0: Oh, like a construction person. There we
1: go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, um, had a very, uh, a very unique take on, on poetry and he loved to do it. And I, um, I, uh, I was only able to see him do a couple like, uh, like speedings. Yeah. Yeah. Of his, of his poetry, but he was uh, known to be very animated. Uh-huh. Um, and very fantastical, you know?
0: Yeah, that's some, something that, like, I really respect about poetry, is that, like, the delivery is almost everything, you know? Right. And it, like, kind of has to fit the poem, because there's, like, slam poetry, which I am I don't have any, like, knowledge of or inclination mm-hmm. of doing, but, like, the kind that I like is mostly written, and kind of, like, you know, it's, like, facilitated in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, it's kind of like choosing mediums for like a art project. Um, but I think like the delivery or how it's presented is everything with poetry. Yeah. And that's something that I find really interesting. But yeah, uh, I don't have much more with influences. Should we? Yeah, uh, I, think we like said, it up? I think we said,
1: I think we said a good amount of stuff on influences yeah, we talked, actually.
0: We talked a bunch on it. <laughs> Lots of takes. Lots of takes. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, I like.
1: Start. I like. Um. I like the dynamic between us on this particular topic.
0: Yeah, it took us two tries, but we finally like <laughs> hit it. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Cool. All right. So the next part that we usually will go into, um, is the art recommendations that we have for each other.
0: Our Rex Yeah. I recommend you Earl Sweatshirts um, Some right. Rap Songs
1: album. Right. So let's just yeah. pick up on those because okay. people are going to want to hear our takes on them. For sure. Yeah, because and we published that episode.
0: You? you recommended to me um, a jazz artist. Was it Bill it, Evans? Yes, it was Bill Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I need a quirky story
0: to go along with it or
1: it's not going to stick. Um, like the name. So I think I talked about Bill Evans and and uh I think, in that particular episode, we talked about practice and how um I really remembered um the the way in which that particular trio practice more so than the performances okay yeah, I'm and all back. of and all of our uh all of our like the band focused on the music of Bill Evans a lot. And so I recommended it to you because it was in stark contrast to Monk because Monk was really like, you know, ding, 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 playful, you know?
0: Yeah, and he was kind of like, at least what I took was he was more of like a solo act, right? It was yeah. just like kind of his piano. And
1: yeah, and where I Bill was Evans like, was more like it. a conversation-based, Yeah. Based, you know, ensemble. Like every instrument was literally talking to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and
0: I definitely like felt the difference in, I want to say depth. I don't know if that's the right word, but like mm-hmm. there was more going on, you know, right. Like the sonic landscape was fuller.
1: Yeah. is that something that's okay to yeah. say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Because it was, you know, it was definitely later on. Um, it's definitely later in, you know, later decade. Um, Bill Evans was mostly like he played with uh, Miles Davis's very famous record, uh, Kind of Blue. Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: definitely, I definitely know Miles Davis. So right, I have my toe in jazz, officially. <laughs> Which toe? Uh, small toe. Pinky, <laughs> pinky toe. <laughs> the pinky toe. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, and then my recommendation was Earl sweatshirt, and uh, yeah,
0: you know, His... I think I. It's not his newest album, but it was the one right before. I think it came out like 2017 or eighteen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What I liked was um, the, you know, it was it was interesting to hear his approach because um, my background with Earl Sweatshirt, like what I know, know of him was uh, Super Rich Kids with Frank Ocean, right? Yeah. And he had like this really like laxadaisical sort of approach to it. And um I was sort of expecting more of that in the record. Mm-hmm. But he had like I, I think I said in the in the unpublished episode, he had like a really uh MF Doom type approach, you know, it was really technical and yeah. it had like a nice uh rhythm to it and uh and, like, like poetic really rhythm is what I mean.
0: Highly sampled beats, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, more, I don't know if vintage is the right word, but, like, soulful, like, R&B-based, maybe.
1: Yeah, the beats are really, I love, I like to listen to the beats, actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's also, like, a narrative to his work where it's, like, a lot of it is, like, very highly family-based. Like, Mm -hmm. he talks about his, like, mom a lot. He talks about his dad a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, like, his dad was also a poet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which is funny. And, like... The like one of the last tracks is like a speech um that his mom is making during like an award ceremony um like juxtaposed with like a poem from his dad Mm. and i forget what track it is but you should re-listen to that because it's like i don't know it's like and he like goes through that theme a lot and there's a song Mm -hmm. on his first like studio album i think called doris where he talks about like like there's this weird skit that's going on with a guest where it's like why are you talking about your feelings we just want to hear you rap Mm -hmm. and like all of his work after that is like literally just his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i like really dig like his whole like Goal with the um yeah I almost said photography with rap and like mm-hmm. how he presents it and stuff like that, um but yeah I'm I'm glad you liked it.
1: Yeah, um, I dug it. I dug it for sure. Nice, cool.
0: Should we go into uh, the next next episodes uh,
1: recommendations? Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna change mine from what I told you during the the unpublished episode to. Rebecca Norris Webb and Alex Webb photography. Okay. And yeah. specifically like kind of like I want to know like what you think like if you were to compare and contrast them. Not yeah. necessarily like what you what's better but maybe like what what resonates with you more.
1: Um is there a way you can like send me photos without uh their names attached to it?
0: I can, yeah. That
1: way I can just like look at the photos and just be like, oh, okay. And just analyze it without knowing who it is, Yeah, you
0: know? I'm going to, do you know what this is right now? It's, it's, a, it. it's a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it a PowerPoint. <laughs> that's what I'm oh. saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's probably going to be like a Google slideshow, but. Nice. Yeah, I'll I'll do that mm-hmm. for you. And then um, I'll do that soon because the next time we're going to record is like two-ish weeks from now um and it'll give you enough time to like look at that and like form some opinions and if you want like research more into each of their like stuff they also like publish books together and i'll see if i can get you the one book i have um of both their work
1: right um i think i want to make the our recommendation of Jamel shabazz cool
0: i like that we have common ground here in our recommendations this time
1: yeah yeah
0: we can kind of like talk a little bit more in depth about each of our things so that's cool
1: so next week we're actually going to uh the next episode rather we're actually going to focus on our common ground actually we're gonna talk about photography
0: yeah we're gonna yeah i mean i'm sure it's a topic that both of us could do like three episodes on Mm -hmm. um but we are talking about like this podcast a lot and we think that it's, it's kind of fun to like revisit subjects that we can talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. So do you have any thoughts about what specifically um, photography we should talk about?
1: Um, I, might, I might wanna focus on, uh, I guess what we like, why we like the camera, why we like taking photos. Mm -hmm. and maybe focus on the presentation of the photos and where we see photography going or what the purpose of photography is and yeah
0: i like i like all of those yeah i i kind of want to hit on photography now in the present context yeah yeah which could change in two weeks like indeed drastically (laughs) so um that's kind of where my headspace is at and i think we could work all of those things into a thing yeah yeah. Sure. So
1: keep on the lookout for the next episode. We're gonna talk about photography. Photography. Uh, hopefully, we can get you, the listener, to uh, maybe pick up a camera, even if it's just your iPhone or Samsung Galaxy S10e. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think a lot of, at least a lot of the people that I know that listen, know us from photography, and so mm-hmm. I think it will be a pretty relatable thing for. Yeah our current viewer or viewer, listener base.
1: Yeah, and um, also um, keep on the lookout for our YouTube because I think yeah. we're gonna start doing that. That should be an interesting It's also interesting called,
0: thing. called The Art Take. And since YouTube is a visual medium, we can talk about photography and specific things in photography more candidly. Yeah. Um, we're kind of thinking of analyzing like a contact sheet or something like that. So stay tuned for that. Um, this episode will release on Wednesday, which
1: is the first or the something first.
0: Like yep. Yeah. The first of July, Wednesday, so the first, Wednesday, the first. Um, that's right now as we're speaking <laughs> is when people are listening to it. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> Hello from June. <laughs> um, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, this has been the art take. And our takes on influence. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all Thank next you. time. Yeah, see you.